Well, welcome again to Our Street. Lynn Fisher here with my buddy Kurt Elder on the board. And hey, Lynn. Ready to ask some great questions of our guest tonight. And we have an interesting person that uh, we were able to scrounge out of the uh, <laughs> the the ether. The, yeah, the um, ether. Yeah. Uh, so and, 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 and I don't think that the, uh, I don't think that's doing... Her, um, uh, no, 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 that's that, that's not fair. No, we <laughs> have dig too deep. No, we have no, no. we have a, a guest tonight who asked if uh, uh, we wouldn't help her to put the word out on a on a brand new project that she's working on. We have with us tonight Michaela Acreage, and Michaela, if you've read the paper, you may have heard about the food fort. And Michaela's here to tell us about, first of all, herself. We'd like to have uh, have you, Michaela. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, tell us about yourself, where you're from. Tell us about your, your life and your family and up to the point where the food fort became uh, a reality. And then we'll, we'll talk about the food fort. Absolutely. My name is Michaela Acreage, um, and I am relatively new to the Lincoln area. I was uh, originally born in Omaha, spent a couple years there before I moved to Tennessee, uh, where I grew up. Um, and my husband and I just moved back here to Lincoln about three and a half years ago. Okay, the first I got to ask: There's a bowl game coming up. Who are you going to be rooting for? Oh, Tennessee I don't know. or Nebraska? I think we have to bleed orange oh, with my, my husband. Uh oh. <laughs> well, or maybe maybe he'll he'll uh, well, sit on one side of the room. This might be a short bleed yeah. orange. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll have, you'll have to hold up the the Husker end of it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I I digress. No, that's okay. Yeah, so um, we did go to. Um, UTK, Knoxville, both my husband and I, so that's why we have to bleed orange. Okay. Uh, um, but we've been here about three, three and a half years. Um, we've been married for five years. We have five children, um, two that are uh, biological to us and three that uh, God kind of gifted us with. Um, yeah, so my husband works full time to support our family. And, and your uh, husband's name? My husband's name is Ben. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ben Acreage. Okay. Um, so he works full-time to support us, and uh, my full-time job is being mom, wife, and running our new nonprofit. All right. Well, let's find out about the food fort. How wh how did this come about? What Who, who had the idea. The, the idea of it? Whatever. Yeah. So the yeah. idea came to me um, back this summer in mid-June. Uh, we were, my husband and I were uh, volunteering with a VBS for our church, vacation actually. Vacation Bible School. Yes, a Vacation Bible School with our church. And our church kind of does it in a unique way. We do neighborhood VBSs. Um, so we have several sites around Lincoln um, that we are volunteering at. And one thing that we kept noticing of these sites is that um, come five, six o'clock in the evening when we were starting VBS, some of the kids were coming um, and they hadn't eaten yet. Um, they'd skip breakfast, skip lunch, maybe they grabbed something here, you know, but they hadn't had a meal for the day. Um, and so it kind of turned into um, just feeding those kids that we had built a relationship with while we were doing VBS. So that kind of put a little bug in my head um, about a problem that maybe I was putting my blinders onto, um, but there was a problem here in the Lincoln area um, with kids who maybe didn't have enough food at home um, and we could do something about that. Well, before the show we talked mm -hmm. and I, I'm not going to dwell a lot on this but I, I just have a hard time understanding how kids in today's society with all the resources mm -hmm. available to anyone out there who's, who's interested in finding out how to get some help especially with food for kids how can kids not be eating well enough? 
Absolutely. Um, and I think that there's a variety of reasons that that can happen, whether it's um, strictly a financial thing. Um, the families just can't be can't provide three meals a day for the kids, um, whether it's um, kind of just some leadership issues in the house. Um, there's a variety of reasons. Um, but one thing that's unique to the food fort um, is that we're seeking to provide more than a meal um, for these kids. So yes, there are lots of different um, food distributions, food bank, um, other resources that these people can utilize around Lincoln, but we're looking to be different than that. Um, we're looking to provide more than that meal for these kids. We wanna um, provide that relationship aspect as well. How, how do you, so you've, you're obviously going to provide meals or mm-hmm. are providing meals. Yes. And, and that extra that you're talking about a relationship, what, in, in what form are you doing that? Or what do you, what do you hope to gain? What's your, your goal for this extra part of not, not just food, but are, I, I, I guess, I guess to make it more specific, if kids are going somewhat hungry or going hungry and you're going to, you're going to fill that, that need that mm-hmm. they have. Are you going to be able to do anything to try and figure out how that situation can be remedied so that you, so that the need that you're fulfilling for food can, can kind of that problem can go away or what's your take? What's your angle on I think um, the way that we've designed our nonprofit kind of speaks to this area um, and the way we serve meals is on board a renovated school bus. Um, and so we take the school bus and we drive it to our target neighborhoods. And so the kids are able to come on board the school bus and sit down at um, kind of the inside, looks similar to what like a restaurant booths would look. Um, so they can come on board the school bus, sit down, and we can sit with them and eat a meal together um, so that we can talk about their week at school talk about what's going on at home, um, talk about whatever they want to talk about so that we can be those adult figures in their life um, that maybe they don't have at home, maybe they do, but we can be another one of those adult figures in their life um, that they can come to and trust. Um, They can trust that we're going to show up every week with a hot meal for them to eat, but they can also trust that we're going to show up every week with some listening ears to hear about um, what they have going on in their lives. What When you you hear their their story as you're eating with them and are you going to be able to try and are you going to make an effort to try and remedy the the home problems that create the need? I think that um, where we're going to start is just by loving them. Um, We're going to take that hour, two hours a week that we have with them and we're going to love them and we're going to get to know them um, and hopefully get to the point where they trust us Um, with anything so that if a time comes down the line that there is something that we can do or there is an area that we need to step in, um, we'll be there to be able to do that. But I think in the present, our mission would just be able to be there and love them. Well, that sounds pretty, pretty darn interesting. So, so it says you're listening and, and it's until you get to the point of, um, uh, you know, helping them out with, uh, referrals, connections, services, Mm -hmm. um, is there a portion of your bus that's also dedicated to uh, services and and then I guess it's not services, but is there a portion of the bus that is connecting uh, those kids up with ideas of potential places that they could go like EduQuest, getting more support, other places like that. And then because you are just serving kids 18 and under, mm-hmm. um, 
are you providing information back to their family units as well? How's How's that all work together? Because because it's because it's a pretty big wheel, and yeah. I got my hands moving right yeah. now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what are abs- some of your thoughts? Absolutely, I think that there are some families that we have uh, been given the opportunity to be able to get to know the parents as well. Um, whether it's um, going and talking to them when we're bringing the kids back to the house, or whether it's sending some leftover food or plates back to the parents in the home. Um, we have had the opportunity to kind of plant that seed of getting to build some of those relationships with the families and the parents as well, but there's a lot that we haven't. Um, And so our main focus of our mission would just to be to be investing in those kids. And if we get the opportunity to be investing in the whole family, then wonderful. Um, But we want to take advantage of the time that um, we've been given with those kids while they're on the bus with us. If you just joined us here on Our Street, we're uh, having a conversation this evening with Michaela Acreage. She and her husband have put together a, a new a nonprofit program called the Food Fort, and it's a bus that they uh, uh, drive around town and provide meals for kids that uh, need meals. How many, uh, Michaela? How many? How many kids can you serve? Um, we can hold about thirty-two kids on the bus at one time. Um, now that the colder weather is coming about, um, <laughs> we kind of squish as many in as we can. Um, back when we uh, first launched our bus, it was still warmer out. And so we'd had a, we'd do a couple of sittings um, just kind of as kids come. Um, they seem to do a pretty good job at spreading themselves out. Some come and then um, by the time they're done eating, we have some more kids coming along. How many, how many days a week do you do this? Right now, uh, we launched with two days a week at two different sites. Um, we were intentional about starting this way uh, because um, a lot of these kids already have some inconsistencies in their lives and we didn't want to be just another inconsistency. Um, so we launched two days, just one day a week at each one of those sites so that we knew we had enough volunteer base and we had enough funds to be able to for sure do these two days right. Um, we didn't want to do them halfway. We want to do them right. Um, so as our volunteer base grows um, and our finances grow, um, we look forward to being able to add additional sites. So uh, just a logistical question here. Mm-hmm. So you have a bus driver, of course. Yes. And you have so many different kids. Yes. Um, generally, you need so much adults around for so many kids. Mm-hmm. How many adults to kids do you have? We have, um, there are four adults on, um, on the bus at one time. Um, like I said, when there was, um, it was warmer outside and we had kids outside as well. Um, we had six adults. So there was two outside that kind of, we'd bring football, we'd bring Frisbee, um, all that stuff to kind of hang around with the kids. Um, but at this time we have four adult volunteers on the bus at one time, um, just for space reasons, there would be no room for any more adults. Um, and so we just kind of, we each are assigned certain tables. Um, and we kind of invest in the kids that are at those tables. Do you prepare food? Do you buy food? Where's the food coming from? All of our um, prep work, we have a a team that's in charge of all of our cooking. Um, We're able to use the kitchen at Calvary Lutheran Church. And so all of our food is prepped there and we transport um, cooked hot food on the bus. So no cooking is done on the bus. Um, Our food is prepped and prepared there and then we transport it. How do you find your kids? (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, we started. How do you find anyone, Lynn? <laughs> um, like, uh, like I said, we started the idea, came to me um, back in June. And since um, our mission was all about relationships, we started in July going into our neighborhoods. We started with just flyering our target neighborhoods with flyers. 
so that um, the neighborhood could become familiar with our logo and just why we were there. Um, and then we started with prepackaged snacks. Uh, we wanted to start building those relationships, even though there was a lot of work to still be done on the bus. There was a lot of work still to need to be done in order to get the nonprofit going. But we wanted to start the relationship building as soon as possible. So we spent two days a week in each of our target neighborhoods, um, meeting kids, getting to know them, handing out prepackaged food. Um, and we were doing that for about four months before we were able to launch the bus. Uh, do the kids need to be qualified in any way? No. Nope. All children 18 and under, um, they're welcome. How do you know that they're actually in need? Uh, we don't ask if they're in need or not. If they want to come um, and they want to join us, then we're there to hang out with them and give them a hot meal. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Kurt. I thought you had a question. Hold on. All right. No, no. I'm just getting ready for our break, Lynn. Oh, so. okay. Well, is it is it too early or should we? Well, we can go a little bit early. All right. Okay, let's do that. All right, well, we're going to take a short break. We're going to continue our conversation about the food fort. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a couple of minutes here on Our Street. Welcome back to Our Street. Lynn Fisher here with Kurt Elder and our guest, Michaela Akeridge. And Michaela's with uh, Food Fort. So if you're joining us here halfway through the show, uh, Michaela and her husband, Ben, and other volunteers are operating this relatively new nonprofit called the Food Fort, which is a bus that they have uh, put together and they feed kids uh, around town a couple of days a week and different locations. So we want to, let's get into locations, Michaela, if you can tell us how you chose where to go and where those general locations are. Kind of give us some background on your thought processes there, please. Yeah, so um, like we mentioned before, we launched with two different sites um, on two days a week. So our first site is on Sunday afternoon. At We have a one o'clock serving time at 20th and G. Um, is our neighborhood that we do. We kind of park um, right in the middle of the neighborhood, uh, right outside the kids' houses, um, so they can come right out their door and they can come on the bus and eat. So that's our first site on Sundays. And then we have a Wednesday evening um, meal that we serve at 13th and Saratoga. Um, we were very specific about the sites that we chose um, because of a little bit what you mentioned before, how do we know the kids are in need? We wanted to make sure that we... Um, were being utilized in the correct areas of Lincoln. So that's part of where we did our research. Um, we looked at some statistics of different LPS schools um, and we went off of um, um, the uh, free and reduced lunch school program. Um, that's a great program that Lincoln Public Schools offer um, for families that are living in poverty and they are not able to provide enough food for their, their families or their children. They provide breakfast and lunch um, for the kids during the school year. So specifically Saratoga, um, our Wednesday site, 13th and Saratoga, we park right back behind Saratoga Elementary. Um, and Saratoga Elementary, there um, is 289 students total at Saratoga. And 234 of them are on free and reduced lunch school program. So that's 81% of the entire school um, means that 81% of the children are coming from homes that don't necessarily have enough money to be able to provide those three meals a day. So we knew that that was a spot that um, we were needed. Um, so, go ahead. Sorry. So, so earlier when, when you were saying that you're wanting to expand to different neighborhoods, mm -hmm. would it be more fa fair to say that you're trying to, that you would instead expand to different schools instead? 
I think that um, we will look for some of our data with the surrounding schools um, in where we're needed most. Um, but I think that um, we'll also just be looking in neighborhoods that maybe we're familiar with that there's a need. I think a lot of people, um, we like to think that there's not these kind of problems in our own town and in our own neighborhoods. Um, and we kind of put on our blinders to what's actually happening. Um, kind of like you mentioned, how is it that parents aren't feeding kids? It's 2016, um, you know, but I think that we've just put on our blinders to the reality of what's actually happening. Um, and truth is, there are children in Lincoln that aren't being able to be fed. Um, there's so many reasons why, um, and the food board isn't here to ask why. We're just here to offer that that meal for them and that love for them and sure. that ongoing relationship with them. So along some, some of those similar same veins there, because you're new at this and this is, well, granted, it's not a new idea. Yeah. Feeding those who are hungry isn't a new idea. Yeah. I'm going to do it here in about half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, but going from there, there are other nonprofits within the community, some close, some far, that mm-hmm. have done this before. Yes. Have you been in contact with them about just to learn what, what, what were some of their growing pains, what were some of their best practices? For example, there's the Gathering Place, which is at 14th and E, mm-hmm. six blocks north. They serve a large portion of that neighborhood. Yes. Um, have you had a conversation with them? Have you made connections and roads there? We haven't specifically spoken with them, but we've spoken to um, lots of different organizations here in Lincoln. Um, also, one area and way we were able to pick our sites was um, we met with um, a program that does summer food service program. Um, and so we were strategic in our sites so they didn't cross over a site that was already going to be offering um, food during the summer for the kids. Um, we've met with Food Bank. Um, we utilize FoodNet um, as well for some of our food to be able to piece our meals together. Um, so we're definitely familiar um, with the other organizations that are feeding them. Um, but I think it's important to remember that we're not looking to cross over any of these organizations. Um, we're looking to um, provide that relationship with that meal. Sure. So I think that most of our listeners know by now that I'm just a big old data hound and I like numbers and facts and I, I tie them together in maps, yeah. things like that. So it's an open service. People come. And whereas in other services, there are there is uh, ways that you get signed up. You then that have tracking mechanisms. Mm-hmm. You gather, collect, or process any information about whether where where they're coming from. Are you planning on doing any surveys through them? Uh, some of those questions. We have not. Um, we're not really tracking where they're coming. You know that kind of thing um, is not something that we're interested in. Truthfully, um, because our mission is so specific um, to provide more than that meal, that's what we specifically focus on. Um, tr- the meal, the food um, is secondary to what we're looking to provide these kids. Sure. So again, I'm just going to ask this again. Mm-hmm. So because you are focusing on more than meals, friendship, Yeah. you can measure friendship. Yeah. Are you recording anything or, or are you all going on song just word of mouth? that this, believe me, this is, kids are getting better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we are recording how many meals we're serving um, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. Um, we're tracking kind of within our volunteers, just different stories, impact stories of um, relationships that we've built um, and the way that kids are impacting us. True. And, and, and some of the reason that I just push on that some is that it's as you look to expound your revenue sources, whether through be foundations, nonprofits, yeah. they'll want that kind of information. Yeah. So I think it's a wonderful idea. 
Mm-hmm. Michaela, tell us, uh, can you share with us a story anonymously about any, any, any kid that you've met that's a particularly interesting story? I think there's so many kids that we've had the, <laughs> yeah, we've had the opportunity to build relationships with. Um, whether it's um, on Wednesdays, we have um, two girls that join us that come from a single home, a single parent home. Um, they're usually waiting on the sidewalk for us when the bus pulls up. Um, we've had an opportunity to build a relationship with mom as well um, and just kind of hear a little background of um, how mom is struggling and um, one of these stories of she's a good mom. Um, she just doesn't doesn't have what uh, she needs to be able to provide um, for her children. And so uh, it's it's always so exciting when we pull up the bus and they're uh, on the sidewalk jumping up and down and uh, waiting for us. There's but there's other homes as well that we um, that we go to and we can go to the door and pick up the kids for a meal. And when that door opens, you can just kind of see and smell that uh, that not good things are happening inside that home. Um, and so sometimes um, the food fort is just that hour or two release for those kids that they can get out of that environment um, and come hang out um, with some healthy adults. Um, so it's all ends of the spectrum. We have amazing parents that just can't provide. And we also are kind of a release for some kids that um, they need out of that home. Cool. You know, uh, in the future, you will hopefully expand. Yes. But is that expansion based on being successful in your first locations, or is it being successful in funding and then in getting more, co- and then in getting more, in getting more locations? Gosh, I can't talk. So the first question is: Is that how will you know when you're successful in your first two locations? I think that we already are successful um, because we've fed some hungry bellies and we've built some amazing relationships with kids. Um, I think we were successful within our first week. Um, when it comes to expanding, um, that's all based on the dollar and our volunteer base. Uh, when we have enough funding to spread to another, um, a third location, which we're hoping is this coming spring of 2017, um, then that's when we'll do so. But when it comes to being successful, successful day one, I would say. Michaela, are there any statistics or information that you want to share that we haven't covered yet so far? And then, and then we'll, uh, I want to ask about how people can help, but tell us anything more that you can about your program. Yeah, I think, um, a little bit about, um, just to kind of help some people take those blinders off that we may have on. Um, there is a recent study that was just released here in Lincoln, um, by the Feeding American Network, Um, that there's over 60,000 people just here in Lincoln um, that have some sort of food insecurity, uh, meaning they are insecure about where their next meal will come from. Um, And the study said that one third of those is children. And so that's where the food fork comes in to kind of uh, pick up that one third and be able to provide for them. Um, Yeah. Now, if people want to uh, uh, help you out, if if they're listening and they, they... Think that there's a, a way that they'd like to help. How can they do that? Can you give us some contact information? Yeah, for them. Um, there's several ways that we're uh, looking for support. First and foremost, uh, this mission just isn't possible without the Lincoln community. Uh, we are completely privately funded by donors here in the Lincoln community to support us and to be able to feed these kids. Um, and so that's the best way that our community can support us is with. Um, financial donations, uh, and you can donate at lincolnfoodfort.com is our website. 
Um, there's a support us link on our website, um, PayPal. We also have a GoFundMe page that you can do, uh, go and donate to, um, as well as we're seeking some ongoing um, food donations, whether that's a partnership with other organizations around town. Um, but those are the two ways that the community can um, help us out. So again, the, the website is LincolnFoodFort.com. FoodFort, F-O-R-T. F-O-R-T. Okay. No, and uh, I know that that's usually our segue to phasing out. But the question I had is just to let people know as well as that it's the it's the donations, it's the support that they would then provide. A very large percentage percentage of that goes towards actual food and doing good in the neighborhoods. Almost a hundred percent goes right. towards that. Um, we, I mean, we have to have gas for the bus. <laughs> we, <laughs> we have to have, you know, insurance for the bus. Yep. Um, but all of those funds being donated go directly towards serving the children of Lincoln, serving that, um, you know, that 81% at Saratoga um, Elementary School that isn't able to provide the food. Um, all of those dollars go directly towards being able to um, provide those hot meals on a weekly basis for these children. Well, Michaela Acreage, thank you very much for coming on and sharing with us about your your program, the Food Fort, the bus that feeds kids around Lincoln, and and hopefully our listeners can uh, um, look for more information at your website, LincolnFoodFort.com, if they're Closely, interested. And we're also on Facebook. And you're on Facebook, yep. too, so they can Google that, yep. Facebook search that, however, whatever you kids do these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks again for coming on. I really thank appreciate you. it. and. And uh, so we want to remind you to stay tuned for the hothouse here with Gal Dog. She's back here in the back corner panting as we speak. And <laughs> we're getting ready oh, to man. put on her put on her <laughs> show. So uh, thanks again for listening to Our Street. For Kurt Elder, this is Lynn Fisher. Uh, inviting you back next week for another interesting show here on Our Street. So uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>